Welcome back to another episode of the That Fitness Business Podcast. Tom Blackman with Dan Smith, who looks as though he needs a meal. <laughs> chomping on his microphone. I, I am pretty hungry. I'm not, I've, I've eaten about half an hour ago, so, but yeah, I am about seven kilos lighter than I was a few weeks ago. Wow. So yeah. yeah. Is that from like general starvation or is it intentional? Just chronic stress. Lack <laughs> <laughs> of sleep. <laughs> yeah. No, very much intentional. I, when, when people go, oh, you shouldn't, we shouldn't, you know, we go on holiday, you, can't, you don't need to diet and that. And I'm like, for me, I was like, it made me, it, it was a quite a good target to go for. And I was like, you know what, why not? I've wanted to lose a little bit of body fat, not just for those reasons, but for my sport, like, so I could play basketball and stop getting hurt. Because I was carrying quite a lot of size and weight, and I was like, "Joe, I'm just going to do the two together. Give it a little bit of a target to aim for," and that's what I did. So yeah, and I haven't tracked any calories or anything, or uh, just ate less food. Yeah, it, it's I, I've been in a similar situation like recently with because obviously I work a lot from my studio here and from a desk. I don't do a lot of running around on the gym floor, and I was finding that that I was getting a little bit portly. And, and, and so I decided to do exactly the same thing, not track anything because, because of bodybuilding and all the competitive stuff. I'm just, I'm hundred percent against that sort of getting into restrictive tracking practices and stuff. Cause I know if I start doing it, I'll be like all in like I used to be. So I don't want to do that again. So, so I just thought well, I'll, I'll cut out certain things and I'll make longer between meals and restrict my snacks a little bit. And, and that's worked, but I suppose, you know, in, in terms of a. For anybody listening to this thinking, oh, why don't you do what you tell people what to do? I've been like doing nutrition for what, 15 years, 20 years. Yeah. I've done bodybuilding diets for 10, 15 years. I know exactly what I need to eat to hit a certain look. I don't, I don't need to track that sort of stuff anymore. I still weigh my food. I still weigh out. If I'm cooking, I still weigh out like 100 grams of rice or whatever, but, um, I don't macro track. I don't do any of that because I'm, I know what I need. Yes. That's the point, isn't it? You just get better at understanding what works for you. I don't, I normally don't eat anything till, but what I just say, I'll have, I say, eat anything. I have a protein shake in the morning and then that's it. That's what I, and I suppose it's not fast music, but I just eat less until. And move more. So, yeah. And I don't move more. <laughs> <laughs> move more, just eat less. <laughs> yeah. I move more. I've been trying to move more. It's just like it doesn't happen. Well, you get like a treadmill desk. Yeah. People keep saying that. You can get these things. But oh, I just think I don't need to. Nah, it's another thing. It's working. I'm fine. I'm good. My belt loops gone down. Place is coming in. <laughs> Excellent. So are you planning to shave the beard off to enhance that, that chiseled jawline yeah. later on? I know, to be fair. Just suck it in. Today, there's actually no segue from our from that discussion into our into our topic for today because today we're going to talk about Facebook ads and yeah. paid advertising. When should you use Facebook ads? Should you use them at all? Is it something that every coach needs to be doing? At what point do you get to the point where you think oh, actually it'd be quite beneficial to do Facebook ads? Uh, we're not going to talk about the intricate nuances of setting up groups and um audiences 
and lookalikes and importing this and targeting that. That's not what this is about today. It's about when you should use them and a general idea about what you should be thinking about doing with Facebook ads. Is that correct? So I send that up correctly. Yeah. Just so yeah. that right. Cool. So just to caveat this, I don't use Facebook ads currently in my business coaching. I have used them before. I use them for my gym. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what I do for the gym. And Dan does use Facebook ads and advises his coaching clients on Facebook ads, those who need them. So Dan's going to bring a little bit of that information to the, to, to the campfire. Okay. So let's kick it off then. What I suppose, when is the right time to use Facebook ads in your business? Dan. Ooh. Is there a right time? There is a right time to be fair. I think of my mindset's changed on this. I just go back a few years and people would say that you need to be in a certain position before you then start to think about ads. And I used to agree with that. I was like, oh yeah, it makes sense. You want to make sure that yeah, you've established and you've got some experience with the way things work and your program and everything. And then you can you know, bring the ads in and it will just support that. And I was like, that makes sense. But then over the years, changed my mindset on that because it really depends on what you're using those ads for. So what's the point of the campaign? What is it about? Is it to build awareness of your brand or is it to get people to book in and speak to you or to sign up to buy a product or whatever it is? Because that makes a difference, right? So I don't think there's a, there's a set time you must wait until this point or you must have tested these things out before you can then run ads. So that's my, my mind definitely changed on that over the years. I don't know what you think on it. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm of the same opinion there because, and this is because the platforms have changed, isn't it? Is let's say five years ago when me and you were both still doing physique coaching, I believe it's yeah, about that about time, wasn't it? Facebook and Instagram were smaller. There wasn't so much competition from like YouTube and this, all these sort of things. So everything's changed over the last five years. And it used to be, look, you need to build your audience organically first before then and reach a certain level of income and then people say oh you need to be like doing at least 5k 10k a month before you do ads and, and i'm not sure where that amount has come from but the way the platforms have changed now is that whatever people say about i'll oh, just create better content whatever it is more difficult to get seen because there is so much more stuff there and yeah there's certain tricks you can do with like stories and engagements and collaborations and all these things to game the algorithm if that if you want to call it that but the fact is that it's always going to be the case that the bigger people are always going to swallow up a lot more of the the audience because they have that bigger reach and certainly if you see new people coming into the market the ones that grow more quickly and this is not just coaches this is with every industry, when you're coming into a market, which has a lot of people in and a lot and a, and a big audience and a lot of people competing for the space, I do think that there is a real case for, yes, you need to get your product right and your delivery right and get an absolutely get any, get a target on your niche that all that is really important stuff to do right at the beginning. But once you've got that, if you want to grow faster. I think there there is a real case there for people who are have just been in the industry for a very short space of time 
to use Facebook ads to grow their audience and grow their engagement and make people more aware of who they are. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that because you could look at this in two ways. You can either spend that time doing that because you are, none of this is free. People go, oh, social media is free. It is no. free. It's a free platform. Yeah, but it's not you, free though, is it? You want to go and create all that content that you need to do and post three times a day. Some people say you need to. Then how much time is that going to take? So you can either pay with your time or you can then pay with your money to put that content in front of the people who you want it to, to go to. And that's where you just said you need to know who it's for, you need to understand their problems, you need to have the right offer for them. All that stuff, we're not discounting that because it's not going to work, right? Otherwise, you need to have all that sorted. But then why not? You, you either use, you can use one other, we can use both, right? So it makes sense in my mind that there's not really a perfect time because it's up to the person whether they want to do it or not at that point. Yeah, it's, and I know there are some gurus who say that you don't need to use email right at the beginning. Just focus on cold DMs and stuff like that. And that's an absolute mistake, isn't it? We won't go tangenting off into why email is such a really important thing, but it is. And if you're not, what's the point of having an audience if you're not pulling them off the social media platforms and into your ecosystem? And I think that's where things have changed a lot recently is that people are more aware of the fact that they have to get people off social media because there is so much on social media, isn't it? You post something, I post something, 1% of your audience sees it. And if that 1% don't like it and, and engage with it, that post is gone, isn't it? It's like into the bin because it's, it's not going to get engaged. What you want is that if you've got new content out, the people who have expressed an interest, as in your followers, in seeing more of your content, they, they should be getting something like an email to say, hey, I've got this new thing, or hey, I've just released this, or hey, here's some information you might find helpful. And the only way you're going to guarantee they're going to see that is by them being on your email list. Okay, they've got to open the email. So let's, okay. let's say they're opening the email. As long as you've engaged your customer, you've got your niche lead magnets good, so you're putting the right people in, and your open rate's good, you can ensure a certain amount of people are seeing your stuff which you can't on social media. And so having that pull from say doing, say having your lead magnet on Facebook ads or Instagram ads, having your content so people know who you are, so you're there aware of you, so then they can follow you, that sort of stuff. It's for me, it's all about from social media, pulling them into my ecosystem, which ads will increase the likelihood of that happening. Yeah, absolutely. That's in essence what or we use a lot of them for. I will say though that the people who say, oh, you know, you need to message X amount of people per day and, and the whole, whole DM thing, you can, why not use your paid traffic or your ads to help with that process? Because that's definitely something that's doable and it makes more sense to spend time doing that or to even spend money doing that. Because I don't necessarily want, I don't know, I, I don't want to sit there and, do that per day and i know that a lot of people don't want to do that anyway but how good would it be if you could create a piece of content or pieces of content that speak to your audience in a certain way and then you could go and put that in front of them and ask them to take an action on it like messaging you so that they then come into your uh, messages without you having to then go and find these people and creep around and s slide into their dms you could 
they could be coming to your coming to you because they see your content obviously there's a lot of pieces involved in that but ultimately like you mentioned you want them to then come away from the platform into your world but within this thing at the moment where we're, we're testing out and building that messenger list within the platform so that now we can then have them into our email but also at the same time be able to message them directly like instantly and we can use a little bit of automation in there but we don't go overboard on it and what that's meant is that we've increased the amount of conversations we're having with new people and also we're still building the email list with it but you've got a, a, an engaged list there that has open rates that are double what email is which is crazy because it's instant it's on their phone then more likely to open that up so that's something that we're testing at the moment which makes sense when you're like okay cool i want to have more conversations cool you can spend your time doing that and go and find people or you could set this system up or something similar and have more conversations come to you which in my head's like oh, that makes perfect sense <laughs> Why yeah. and presumably that's with many chats yeah yeah using many chat to not just facebook so it's instagram as well but it all comes down to how you could set the system up to uh, track certain certain questions that they ask when someone might inquire and they answer some questions on your form or whatever however you they might answer some questions in your sign up application or your pre-consult form or something like that you can do a similar thing in there where you can capture some information and then that you can in the system now you can actually tag it so you've got different tags it's a bit like email which means that you can then very quickly filter through people and position specific stuff to them so for me that's really cool to be able to personalize a set piece of content or a set offer and go we made this specifically for you so that's some cool stuff that is I think is yeah, that that kind of stuff I find more it was a bit of tech techie like there's a lot of people geeking out of it but it's really cool and when it, when you actually see it work you think this is good I actually like that I remember doing Facebook ads the first times and like sure that everyone has in whenever everyone's played around with it or they've like pressed the fucking the give money to Facebook button and they're like pressing the button to boost the post for like 20 pound and that's just 20 pound gone and you're like what happened like show me what's the point in this button other than to give facebook money but if you then when i, I remember first using our like ads manager and trying to work it all out and again just i wouldn't say it's wasted money because you learn from it but it's only over the years of testing and then also looking at the way other people set up ads growing into the actual what's the thing called it's not ads manager you can go into the Facebook ads. I've got like a library and you can go in and look at all the ads. Oh, have. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So going in there and seeing what performs well, looking at why they perform well. You ever see those ads that you're like, how the fuck is that? Why is that? Why is that performing so well? How has it even been allowed? And then you can just learn from those things. So I find that really interesting now. I guess it's like the little bit of a geek in me just wants to understand why they work. Mm. <laughs> It's a learning process, isn't it? And if it's, if you can find out what's worked for, and it's not necessarily your niche either, which is really important as to why you should follow people outside of fitness. Yeah. So you can see how they run ads and how they do things. And that I've used many chat before. I think I used it when it first came out, which is like, that must be like four years, five years ago, something like that. And the automations were okay then. And I think they had a little bit of an issue with Facebook and there was some issue. This is in the past. Now they've solved all that and then they've upgraded their automations like what you're saying. So it might be worth a revisit for that. If Because I remember the automations they had before were pretty good. You could set it up so that you set, I think what you're talking about is setting up the message 
And if they responded to a certain message, it would then be able to give them another message or another option. And like you were saying, filter them into where they need to be. I think we used it for the gym where we, where people would inquire for the gym. And you got those standard questions that you know, when anyone would send you a message for the first time, you've got the standard questions. We would filter them with the gym to say, are you interested in this type of training or cardio or whatever else? And from that, we could then arrange the right person to speak to them. And that worked really well. And that was like, that was years ago. So I'm presuming the automations have really picked up since then. Yeah. I think it had problems initially. I think it, it had loads of legal problems as well mm. with data. Collecting I that, data. I think that, that was all about the Cambridge, what was it Cambridge data, whatever that, whatever they were called. Yeah. Yeah. It's all they, sorted now though. That's, that's not a problem anymore. Yeah. Mm. So. It is good. You can do so much with it. Like, and probably it's not for today's chat though, but. You know, it's like we said we weren't going to get into the real details yeah. of it, but the, I like your take on that cold DMs thing is because almost that's reverse cold DMs, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's, it's like saying to people, if you've got like a, a Facebook ad, which is like a click on this, whatever, and you you're asking them to DM you. So you're essentially asking them to cold DM you for the stuff. But that, again, that opens up a conversation. A lot more, a lot easier because at least it's not cold, is it? They're warm if they're DMing you. Yeah, it's flipping it a little bit, but it's also using it as a way to build awareness of your social media. So, like we mentioned before, like when's the right time? Well, you could do this straight away because yeah. you could then open up that conversation and part of that process in the flow you could be inviting them to follow your pages or go to your other social media or other accounts, or wherever. So you can use it to build an audience as well, which is a great tool. Um, I think. If you like, step back a few paces and go into like, rather than thinking like, when should you, when's a good time to run it? I think having it clear on the objective is, is bigger. So if you have the objective clear about why you want to run it, I think people go, oh, if I run ads, it's like this, it means that it's going to be successful. It just adds me, it's like, I must work. But there's a hell of a lot of testing involved and you've got to be prepared. So this ties into it. So when is the right time? You've got to be prepared to be in that mindset of like, I'm going to be able to test this. And that's what you should see it as. Not a, I'm going to run this once and that's it. Sorted. I've cracked it. Because uh, like our latest ads have been running for the last eight months nearly, like just consistently running. And that's given us a huge amount of data to to look at what, what works, what didn't work. We tweaked it a few times across there, but you've got to be prepared to to play that game and, and look at look at the data it's not like a quick thing or oh, i do this and it suddenly fixes all your problems i think that's the key thing here isn't it is that when you when you get these you know the little bods on it on facebook who message you saying hey love your content but you're leaving money on the table with not doing facebook ads and there's this pitch isn't it oh we can get you this 30 leads or whatever i think what people are thinking of is in terms of that is oh if i spend money i want to get something back from it and it not and it might not always be the, the return you get is not always monetary, especially at the beginning, as in you don't run an ad, get 10 clients who sign up for your 997 package. It's more about at the beginning learning, okay, what do people engage with? Why do people come in? And then you can start escalating that from, okay, I'm, that one didn't work. Why didn't it not work? This one did work. Let's do more of that type of thing. And that's when, like you're saying, the long term of it is that people come into your your coaching because you've tweaked that process and refined it. It's un unlikely the first week or two weeks you run the ads that you're going to get loads of people coming in. But if you don't learn from that data, same as if you don't look at your insights on Instagram about 
when your audience is online, what type of posts do they engage with, that sort of thing. If you're not learning from that, you'll never grow your social media. Yeah. Yeah. Always looking, just do that thing where you just, I think it's just kind of bodge it. And then that's in essence what I did originally. And then you'd be like, well, I'm, I don't know why this isn't working. Or then you, what you, you do, what everyone does, and you go, oh, I'm not doing that again. And then you have that bad experience. And then it puts that feeling in your mind of when someone might mention, you know, I did that once and spent loads of money. Okay, cool. So you're never going to do that ever again. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things like you should, there's a lot of testing. That's why. Uh, like big companies, you, they have millions of pounds of budget like to spend on testing alone that they just use it to test. Mm. And then you're here trying to do it with what you've got access to. But you've got the same tools. That's the cool thing. You've got access to exactly the same tools uh, as they do. Like they, they don't get any special tools. They've just got more money to play with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it is, and also there's, I think, a mistake a lot of people make is that they put their adverts, which is straight to a, a sales call or it's straight to like work coach. Oh, hello. I'm a coach. Work with me. They're there. It's too big a step, isn't it? Yeah. And, and even, even if someone, cause if you set up, so it's that you've got an engaged audience. Okay. So they know who you are and then all your ad, all your adverts are basically buy my stuff. Okay. If you've got a large enough audience, you're going to get some return on that. But the majority of people need to have a bit more nurturing in order to engage with you. And then again, that's what you're saying with the messages is, okay, you're not taking them away from social media. You're having the conversation on that platform. But again, you're taking them off the main social media and, and coming into their messages, which is essentially nurturing, engaging in conversation, isn't it? It's, it's that Facebook ads are quite blunt and they're quite impersonal. When you're taking them into the messenger system, it becomes personal and then they build trust with you. Is that it? Yeah. Assuming that's what you're getting at. Yeah. And not just coming out, like with most things, coming out with no expectations of like, this person must sign up, this person must buy, because that's not what it's about, is it either? And also if someone does book a call off an ad that you've created straight to a call, even if they sign up with you, I guarantee they'll be shocking yeah. to work with. Um, yeah. But. We, we've covered this massively, haven't we? And like, never have a thing straight to a call. It just, it's not yeah. a good idea. So, yeah, but you, like, I think you mentioned this a minute ago, like anyone could set up a, a campaign. You could set it up in a few clicks and it would deliver you leads, but those leads would be horrendous. So, so there's it, a difference between a lead and then someone who's actually qualified and interested in what you do and has built trust and connection through seeing multiple things, which is the system that we speak about where you want to do that uh, through your social media platforms or through a bigger system that they can go through. That That's the key. It's not the ad that does it. There's parts of the ad that I say are important. I think like people discount how important the copy is and how important the creative is for an ad and they just throw anything up. Mm. But I'd say probably, I don't know, half, 50% is that. And then there's an element of how you set it up, the targeting and whatever. But the big part is how what happens afterwards? Like, what's the next step? Where do they go with that? Because, you know, straight to booking a call, it's, like, it's a risky. <laughs> I've seen some big accounts like do um, works with a company and they had a team come in to set their ads up and we got access to all the back end and everything to see what they were doing. And um, how should I explain it? It was a bit like, uh, it's very good at talking about what's happening, but nothing was really happening. 
Because I was looking at it thinking, I definitely wouldn't be doing this. It was like straight to call booking. Mm. There was no, and the calls that were being booked were just like, they were just shockingly bad. But he was like, if I can get calls for $15 and your program's this, then that means it's, I only need to get four calls booked and it was just a lot of money got wasted. <laughs> yeah, because a call booked is not obviously a client booked, is it? It's not a, it's not an actual money. Unless you go and write down the hard sales but even then, it's still, if, if people aren't interested in your product at all, it's still not going to be worth anything. No, no. Um, but I think they're, they're brilliant tools to use. I don't, you don't need to have a set time to be able to do, you know, that's, that's done so much for until you can start using them. It's the actual system itself is not as scary as what it might look like. It's definitely improved over the years. Um, and yeah, if you can use it creatively, I think that's the key, like creatively in all aspects, not just how you create the copy and the, the creative that goes with it, but the creativity behind what happens. Like these tools that we're talking about, got so many options to be able to take someone through certain processes. And that for me is the bigger part. Have some fun with that. Um, if you call it fun. <laughs> yeah. We both geek out and stuff like that. So it is fun for us, maybe not for anyone else. I know this is going to be quite a quick call today because we were just going to talk about when to use it and some of the nuances. Anything that you want to add? Because we've covered a fair bit in the last half hour. So is there anything else that's, that's important you think you need to put in? Not really, not as an overview. A lot, one of the questions that always comes up, which is worth maybe covering is people will say, oh, how much should I spend? How, how should I, what should I set the spend at? What should I set the budget at? And again, that's like, how long is your piece of string? But it's more, again, if you know the reason behind why you're doing this and you've got an objective to the campaign, you can then go, oh, cool, this awareness campaign, I'm going to be trying to build awareness. So I might not have, I might set a budget that works over a period of time or a daily budget, and then you're happy with that to be set. The way we do it with some of the coaches who have workshops or challenges or like live experiences, We'll base it off how much they charge. And then the likelihood is that so many people are going to come through this and then go through that process and then sign up. Okay. We don't really know that at the beginning. So that's why we need to run these things and test. Mm. Once we get that information, it makes it easier for you to then look back and go, so this is the conversion rate from these amount of people this is how much you spent. Okay. Next time you can probably spend that much again, or you could increase it and <laughs> what it is. So that's where the testing comes in for me, really. One, one thing I found when I was, this is when I was doing the physique coaching and I was running Facebook ads for that is it cost me a lot less to have a advert that went to a message, which then sent them the lead magnet than it did to have an advert with a conversion metric to the website. So say rather than going click the button, they go to a website and then they get the lead magnet. It cost me a lot less per conversion to have join the lead magnet send me a message and then the message was open. Hi, great. Thanks for asking. Here's the lead magnet. Here's, here's the website you need to go to. Yes, that was another step, but I found that the convert as in the cost per lead went right down. And I think the reason behind that was it was, they, they still kept people on the platform for the message, didn't you? But also coming back to what we were saying before, that then opens the conversation, doesn't it? Because then you know, who's asked for your lead magnet. Whereas you don't really, unless they sign up for the lead magnet web page, you don't know who's looked at that page, do you specifically? No, I, 
it is cheaper to do that definitely the, to set up like a conversion campaign it's, it costs more mm. they, they want people to stay on the platform don't they so they're gonna potentially that's the reason why it's a little bit cheaper but if you set up like a lead ad so the form just pops up then they can just fill their details out and then that can still take them through to your email system as well yeah. it's a really good way of doing it but yeah in terms of conversations that that's where some of those other sequences can come in because you can just send them directly through to messenger and you do that in instagram as well now so that's quite there's an actual new campaign objective in the facebook ads manager is dms through instagram which is mm. decent yeah so in in terms of the ads it's more about opening conversations than it is trying to get them to do that big action yeah there's also that if you send someone off the platform and then you've got them wait for a page to open up that can see people just drop off because people yeah. are very impatient oh, fuck this i'm not waiting i'm not waiting two seconds yeah. i'm off <laughs> i've got a tiktok video to watch <laughs> yeah okay it's true i've seen it we've seen it happen we are we looked at two we set a conversion event campaign up and a lead ads and we tested both and then this one was more expensive but more people were we could see them go through to the page and then not sign up so we're like as obviously they're just like oh, i'm not doing this like, I, sp I suppose that if they're coming through to messenger as well you've got the oh here's the link and because you know what people like oh they, they get they, oh, I'll, I'll do that in a minute and they never do it but if you sent them a message with the link in for example you can come back to them in a couple of days and go hey how did you get on with it and they go oh yeah. I, no i didn't i didn't actually click on the link sorry they go and do it and then that takes them over the line yeah. so that there is that extra follow-up you can do which is why conversations why we talk about conversations is mm. so important where we're having that initial chat with people you can set that up as well in there so what you could do is set it up so that it has a wait for two days and if they haven't clicked one of the conditions is send this message it's quite cool yeah yeah, yeah. So, we'll do it and, and many chats that's still 10 pound a month 15 15 yeah that's well, i suppose that's with inflation and everything else but 15 quid a month for that sort of automation and that sort of service that's not a lot yeah. is it you could pay that to facebook and even if your account gets hacked and nothing gets done hmm. gobbly tick though gobbly tick yeah that's that's cool um do you know what i'm being pushed more and more towards getting the blue tick yes i just you know, the, the reason i haven't is because one of my mates has got a blue tick. He's a really big guy on Instagram and stuff like that. And his account got hacked and no one at Facebook will help him. He, he's sent them emails and all sorts of things. And he's got the two factor verification and everything else. And they still got through and hacked the account. And, and he's someone who suffered a lot with people impersonating him online because he's a trader and he does financial advice and stuff like that. And he, he has all these protections in place and even still. They got through and Facebook wouldn't talk to him. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So it's, but I'll probably, I'm going to get the blue tick thing. I just, I, I just begrudge paying for it. I mean, just, that's the tight, that's the tight one in me. <laughs> so I don't feel like actually getting anything for it. Just a little blue tick on my profile. Yeah. I'm, I'm yet to see, I don't know what it's done for me. So <laughs> I'll hack your account and then you can see. <laughs> I hack the account and set a load of dick pics to all your customers and say, hey, this is our new lead magnet. Click on the dick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I clicked on the dick, but nothing happened. Wait. 
Oh dear. Um, cool. I think that's that's covered a good bit of chat for last minute. It gives people some ideas on what to do. And obviously they can follow up with, if they want to know more about that, they can drop you a message and, and go into your massive automation and get a dick pic at the end. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. Good. If you click the right button. Remember the, did you ever read the books when you were young called Choose Your Own Adventure? Did you ever have those? <laughs> Choose Your Own Adventure. And like you, you go ahead on the pages to see if you went through this decision, what would actually happen to you in the book? Yeah. And you would go through all the pages to find out the best route to success. That's a cool idea to build something like that. That's well, a system. Doing adventure. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was something on, oh, this is a massive tangent, but did you ever watch the band of snatch on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. That was similar. Wasn't it? Choose your own adventure. You had to yeah, click yeah. the thing to get the result. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, like that. If you use that 120p for every client you get. No, 27p. <laughs> Inflation. No, 97p. Cool. Dan, that was great. Good bit of content there. Good bit of uh, information. Hope everyone got some value from it. Great. Next week, I'm not sure what we're talking about next week, something equally knowledge bombing, but we'll be back next week with a, or next two weeks with another podcast. Yeah. Dan, thanks very much. And I'll see you on the next one.